In today's show, I am here live on YouTube answering your questions. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. We are here answering questions. Not sure when we're going to do a mailbag next week because this time next week it'll be trade deadline time. So maybe we move the mailbag onto a Wednesday instead of a Thursday. But trade deadline show will be happening at this time next week. I am going to go live on Locker Room tomorrow as well. The plan is for 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, Friday, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Locker Room, doing the top 20 show and then answering questions, bringing some people up on stage on Locker Room to answer some questions over there as well. Let's get into the questions here. Devin Watkins, do I drop Derek White or Keldon Johnson? I don't know if that's just to, to troll me or not, but you drop you drop Keldon Johnson out of those two. Feel pretty comfortable in saying that. Uh, Joshua Hurtado, ESPN 10-team 9-cat league. Paul George, Jarrett Allen, Clint Capella, John Wall, Terry Rozier, Marcus Smart, Rashawn Holmes, Derek White, and Darius Garland. What's my streaming spot once playoffs begin? Well, for a start, is that your full team? Because there's not enough players there. There's only nine guys there. You're playing a 10-team league with nine-man rosters. Um, Yeah, so you've only got 90 guys rostered across the whole league. There's something wrong there. Um... What's my streaming spot once playoffs begin? Well, I would say once playoffs begin, John Wall will be out. But you don't have you have no need to make that decision now. It's just a long way away from making that decision. What's the worst decision? Drafting Yusuf Nurkic with a top 30 pick or taking the AstraZeneca vaccine? Drafting Yusuf Nurkic with a top 30 pick because I have no problem with taking the vaccine whatsoever. I'll be taking it absolutely as soon as I can. Momoyama. Tired of Kevin Porter Jr. stance, please give a pessimistic outlook for his rest of the season. I can't be too pessimistic on him because he's been great and he's yeah he's been better than I anticipated and I was I was wrong on uh, on where I thought he would be. Obviously, a lot of dominoes fell all at once with everybody going out all at the one time, and I think there is some risk that. Um, yeah, when when John Wall is back, we'll see how that all works. But of course, Wall will probably get hurt and uh, he'll have that surgery. And Oladipo may or may not get traded. And Eric Gordon's already out. There's, there's a bunch of stuff happening there. I There is some pessimism. I could see a, a slight drop, but I wouldn't say that it's too much. Isanok, 10-team category league, um, punting field goals and rebounds. I'm fighting for a playoff spot. Who to drop amongst Hurtis, Sadaransky, Brook Lopez, Nil Noel, Rob Williams for a streamer? Or drop any for Melton. I would say out of that group, in a ten-team league, like Herder is Herder, Sadaransky, and Noel, or even Brook Lopez. Like Robert Lo- Robert Lopez, Robert Williams is the only guy there that I would say just hold on to. In a ten-team league, and even though Rob, Rob uh, you're punting field goals and rebounds, so Rob Williams isn't really providing a ton of value. So you just got a lot of back-end sort of guys there, which if you're holding on to those for dear life, uh, that's probably why you're holding, you're fighting for a playoff spot. So I would have no issues with dropping Noel, no issues with dropping Lopez, Sadoransky, no worries at all. In a 10-team league, you stream all those guys through pretty easily. 
Gregory Chirikin, Yahoo, 12-team points leagues. I have Anthony Davis and Jaron Jackson in injured reserve and my active power forwards of Rob Williams and Mason Plumley. So I traded Kyrie for Siak- Kyrie and Jamarant for Siakam and Ingram. Opinions? My opinions are that you've already done it. Um, and that's that's where you're at um, in terms of what points you get back in that trade. It, yeah, it, what they average is basically the same. So did you even win anything? I guess the difference is that you got yourself a couple of extra power forward eligible players. So in, in that sense, if you're lacking that position, then it's probably a win. And it's probably a win for the other guy as well. Chris Goodnecht, 12-team, 9-cat, Roto, trade, Trey Young, Robert Covington and Marcus Smart for Yanni. Well, Yanni in a Roto League can be tough. And giving up Trey Young plus, plus, is tough to stomach for Yanni when that free throw percentage impact, it has been improved, but it, it can be hard. So I'm not I'm not certain about that. Second trade, uh, Kevin Porter, Derek White, and Oladipo for Middleton. Uh, it's too much for Middleton, for sure. He needs to clear two IR spots, but that, that's too much for Chris Middleton. Yeah, no, you could. I could argue. You could argue that maybe Porter, Porter and White are equivalent to Middleton. You could argue Porter's equivalent to Middleton. You could argue that Oladipo at his best is equivalent to Middleton. But three of them for him? No way. Absolutely no way. Alfred Zach, what's my view on Grant and Shea long term? Like I don't know what that means. Grant, uh, I assume you mean Jeremy Grant, not Grant Williams, not Jaron Grant. Um, what's my view long-term? I don't really see any indications that what they're doing now will change a significant amount. I just, yeah, I just, I don't, I don't see that being too much of a concern. Like, sure, I think Shea will miss more games down the stretch. Um, Grant has sort of regressed, but he's holding relatively steady at the moment, which is fine. I don't, I don't yeah, I don't really see too much concern there. John Busho. Should I accept in a 12-team points league, I give Sexton, Jared Allen, receive Boucher and Nance and Edwards. Again, it's a lot of people in a trade. Um, so what we're really looking at here is you know, what what's you're giving up two, you're, you're getting three. So you're dropping someone else. So that guy that you're dropping, is he is he worth what? You know, 29 points? I think that's what you got to look at. Now, Sexton and Allen, fine. Boucher, Nance, Edwards. Edwards probably jumps up a little bit in his overall value. So I think I probably would do it, but you've got to look at who else you would drop. TC, how would you rank these players? 12-team, 9-cat, rest of season value. Is it worth the stream into their spot? Beasley, Pirtle, Dillon Wright, Derek White. Now, I think they're all must-roster players at this point. Um, and then we get more into the aggressive streaming stuff once we head into the playoffs. And how would I rank them? as I've said a million times, uh, I do have a site where I project every single player out at all times and you can see where those guys are. But it's it's never just about this guy is better than this guy and better than this guy and better than this guy. It's not how fantasy works. And I, I cannot stress that enough. And I know it feels like that I'm constantly repeating myself by saying that, but that needs to be drummed into every single person that plays fantasy, that it's it, it means nothing. Delon Wright might be better than Derek White for some teams, and it might be the other way for other teams. Jakob Pertl might be 50 spots better than Derek White for some teams, but he might be 20 spots worse in other teams. It's just not how fantasy works. Stuart Hiller, AD for the Thick Hogsman and the Rock DJ. Look, getting out of getting out of Anthony Davis at the moment is probably a decent idea, so I don't mind that one. Uh, Porzingis for Montrez Harrell. Jesus Christ. Um, what? For 
It's my why's my thing not making noise? Porzingis. Did you hear the Porzingis drop then? Or am I just have I just lost my mind? Oh no, it worked. It's just not coming through my um not coming through my headphones. Uh all right. Um no, it's obviously Porzingis. All right, I'm gonna have a sip of coffee. What do you do with AD? Could he return in two weeks? I'd be pretty surprised if he's back in two weeks, to be honest. Is he going to be ready for the fantasy playoffs? Well, that's all going to depend on when your fantasy playoffs are, really. Um, yeah, that's that's tough. Um, I, I I think, look, if you're in a battle, I, I really don't see how you can look at... Um, Porzingis, sorry, Porzingis as Anthony Davis as a guy that you can rely upon. Noah Lieberman says, I traded Siakam and Michael Porter for Carl Anthony Towns. Eight-team, nine-cat league with free throws made instead of field goals. What? Uh, good trade. Uh, look, getting up a top 10 player in an eight-team league is is really good piece of business, Noah. Now, I'm going to have a look and see if I can fix these headphones so I can actually hear what's going on. All right, I'm just going to hit a sound. What sound should I hit the... You want to hear? Should I? Yeah, let's hear. Which which sound can I hit to test this out? Um. There you go. I heard that one. All right, we're back in business. Is Wendell Carter Jr. a drop in ten team points leagues? Yeah, probably, probably. Momoyama, who do I drop in a fourteen team category league? Daniel Tice, Patrick Beverly, or Thomas Sadoransky? It won't be Sadoransky. Um. Probably Beverly, like the guy's out at the moment. Um, upside's not that high. It's either going to be him or Tice, and I wouldn't hate either one of those two. Hey, Josh, if you'd only pick two in an 18 points league, rest of season Covington, Gordon, Purtle, Ross, or Wright? Hmm. Covington? Ooh, that's tough. I'd block of potatoes. What I'd look at is you've got Purtle's numbers there, but have a look at what Purtle's numbers are over the last you know, three or four weeks, maybe. It's still probably going to be Delon and Covington. How is everybody going at this time of day? We all good? Jack Miller says, with the Capella injury concerns, is now the right time to buy John Collins in eight cat formats? Well, I guess it depends on how much you're paying to get him in. But yeah, for sure. I think there is um I think there is value in just seeing what happens over the next week with the Capella injury and the potential trade, but you're definitely not giving up a top 50 guy. Is trading John Collins for Jarrett Allen a solid trade? Look, Allen's obviously underperforming, but he was significantly overperforming Collins earlier in the year. So that, that is a tough one to work out. Is John... That's from Ravjot Sidhu. John Collins for Jarrett Allen. You know what? I, I know that John Collins' upside is higher. Um, so I, I, especially just waiting for the trade deadline, I would probably just hold off on that. Waiting for the top shot drop. Mate, it's, it's impossible to get top shot packs. It's so hard. It's so frustrating. I know you all know that. Why is Whiteside the thumbnail? Just for a laugh. Guys, I am very much going to be trying not to answer questions where people say, hey, did I win or lose this trade? Like the trade is done. This is what I, I, you have done the trade. The trade is over. It doesn't matter if you won or lost in theory. The trade is done. So now you just got to deal with it, adjust to it 
and make any moves that you might need around the outside. I just, I'm not sure the point of asking me a question when something's already done. Aiden, don't throw those sirens on questions. They annoy me. I know I sound so grumpy. I am grumpy. It's early. It's 7.44 a.m. Is Moses Brown must roster? Yes, just soul. I believe he is. MPJ is sell high. <sighs> Depends. Um, perhaps. Perhaps, but I'm not, I'm not convinced. I wouldn't be that quick to sell Michael Porter at this point. Hey, Josh, with your advice, I tried to trade Embiid for Nikola Vucevic and Julius Randle after his injury scare, and the league vetoed it. Is it bull- Of course it's bullshit. Is this bullshit or a fair call? Why would it be a fair call, J.D. Lloyd, with a great name? It's 100% bullshit. Why are people vetoing it? Because they're soft. And I don't throw around the term soft very often, but that's soft as shit. Vetoes are for the weak. Vetoes are for the lame. Vetoes are for people who smell their own dicks. All right. Joseph C, nine cat. Westbrook for Jalen Brown in punt turnovers and free throws. I reckon it's going to be Westbrook, to be honest, in that scenario. I think it has to be Westbrook because his two worst categories are obviously turnovers, but we're always punting those. Uh, and free throws, which is a really, really big dip. I, I think it's got to be Westbrook there. Now, you're probably going to take somewhat of a hit in field goals as well, but I think it's got to be Westbrook there. Clark Shepard, 12-team, 9-cap. Who would you rather drop for a streaming spot, Melton or Duncan Robinson? I, look, Dunk, I've, I've been saying for, is it weeks? Is it months? Probably months that you drop Duncan Robinson. So it's Duncan Robinson. Jonathan Higger. Is there ever a combo of a player and their backup worth holding both because we assume the minutes production have to come from one of them, for example, Plumley and Isaiah Stewart, Al Horford, Moses Brown, Tyson, Robert Williams with no Tristan Thompson? Well, you've given the examples there already. If you've got Plumley and Isaiah Stewart on your team, they're both 12-team worthy at the moment. So they, that works. Yeah, if you've got Al Horford and Moses Brown, they've both got 12-team value. It does. Have, it's probably more likely to happen um, with centers in general, but... It's not something that you want to make. It's not something that you want to make um, a habit of because it's not. It's not going to happen all that often. But you've already given a couple of examples to prove that it is possible. Vetoes prevent coercion. No, they don't. Rap Stallion at all. They do not prevent coercion. What prevents coercion is a league manager or a commissioner who knows what they're doing. I, league managers sniff that out. You don't need other players in your league voting because that trade's not coercion. That trade's not collusion. It's not cheating at all. It's jealous people vetoing a, a trade because they don't like it because it might make someone stronger. That's what that is. It's got nothing to do with coercion. So vetoes, they need to. Jack? Get that garbage out of here! And I will never stop saying that. When is Wall coming back? Maybe next game, but I'm not sure about that. Can I please explain the Julius Randle double royal nickname? I reckon I've done this before, but let's go. Julius Randle is known for spin moves. And last year, he did a horrible amount of them, and they nearly all resulted in turnovers, right? Um, so someone said, oh, he's the Spin Doctor. I mean, that's a good nickname. I like that. But let's just tweak it a little bit. So Spin Doctor, their most famous song is called Two Princes, which is that music there. Two Double Prince Royal. Two Princes, Double Royal, Julius Randall, Spin Doctor. There you go. It is a massively long run up to get there. But we got there. A Portis and Bogdan Bogdanovich drops, and now I've just lost the question, in a 16-team points league dynasty. No, no, of course not. No, 16 teams. No way. 
Ravjot Sidhu, Anthony Edwards for Yusuf Nurkic, Category League. Well, Ravjot, on the surface, like if they were playing, I'd probably want Nurkic, but of course he's not back for a couple of weeks, and then his setback is due to a calf issue, not his wrist, so that's a little bit of a concern as well. Um, but we're just talking completely different guys here. Do you want a guy that gets rebounds, blocks with good field goal percentage, or do you want a guy that's high volume, low field goal percentage, big scoring with no defensive stats? So I could tell you, yes, Edwards for sure. Or I could tell you, yes, Nurkic for sure. But I can't because it's impossible because that's not how fantasy works, unfortunately. But Jalis Demopoulos, do I give uh, D'Angelo Russell for Kevin Porter? Like every day of the week, like 100%. D'Angelo Russell's not even playing. How, I don't know when he's going to be back. And even when he comes back, maybe he's the same as Kevin Porter. That's a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. William Chu, 71-01-12. Cat League, 12-man 12, 12 Cat League, uh, hero droppable for a streamer spot. I think if he's your worst player, then yes, he is. Kevin Sakun, thanks for the Purtle Bylow show boost. Yeah, it worked pretty well, didn't it? I have Kevin Porter Jr. looking to sell high. What kind of package would we be looking at in a trade? Well, obviously, his stock is completely high. I would not sell him, and I don't. this is not for me to say um, that he is going to be a top 30 player moving forward, but if you're selling him, if you don't, unless you get top 30 back, you just hold on to him. Because there is a chance, there is a potential that maybe he does become top 30. It's probably unlikely, but unless I'm getting that back, I'll just say, no, thank you. I'll, I'll just hold. I'll, I'll hold on to him. Like trading him for Kelly Oubre is not a good trade. Trading him for, even say like a Jonas Valanciunas, I'm not sure that I do. I, I just want to hold. Igor Goncalves, Josh, love your work from Portugal. You're becoming a celebrity, at least in my house. Well, at least that's somewhere, Igor. Thank you. 12-team 9-cat, I have to choose between Josh Hart and Royce O'Neill to activate OG. Who should I release? Well, that's a good question. They're both obviously back-end guys, and I wouldn't feel sad about dropping either of them. I think Hart's got a little bit more upside than O'Neill. We've seen what O'Neill's doing, and it's just not going to change. So it's probably going to be just Royce for me. Stuart Hiller. Hiller, sorry. I don't know why I screwed that up. 12-team 9-cat, bottom guy in my league. 1 and 10 says he doesn't care. He trades Porzingis for Montrez Harrell. Commissioner vetoes say, I need to add Moses Brown. Huh? I'm not really sure I understand the question. Um, but I'll tell you what the issue with that is, Stu, is, okay, so he doesn't care. He trades Porzingis for Montrez Harrell. That is cheating, right? He's not making a trade for the betterment of his team. He's just like, I don't give a shit. All right, and that's clearly lopsided. Now, the commissioner can't come in and say, you must add this player to this trade. The commissioner can come in and say, no, this trade's not going through, which he should do in that case, I believe. Not because, yeah, because if, if he talk, cause if he goes and talks to this guy at the bottom, and the bottom guy goes, I don't care, he can just have Porzingis. That's a veto. That's a veto. Not because someone else, not because three people in the league decide oh, it makes you too strong, but because he comes in and goes, that's cheating. That's where the veto comes from. Right, but the commissioner can't say you've got to add this player. Like, he, he can't dictate that sort of stuff to you. Well, I don't believe, anyway. People might have different opinions on that. Malone's Cones. Josh, 14-team points league, Yahoo, double-doubles and triple-doubles plus five. Uh, where do you project Draymond Green for the rest of the way? Who would I go for if Draymond is a sell I don't think he's a sell-high. I think he's sort of just around where he needs to be. So, if he's averaging 37 the past 30 days in your format, no reason he can't be in a very similar level the rest of the way. I wouldn't say he's a sell higher. And if you're selling him at this point, you're aiming for probably equivalent value back. Alfred Zach, do I trade Siakam because two games in the playoffs? Thoughts on Jaron Jackson Jr.? Well, okay. So, he's got two games in the playoffs. I'm assuming the guy you're going to be trading with knows that Siakam will have two games in the playoffs. So the value is going to be very, very low. Now, are you in a position where you're going to make the playoffs in that week where he plays two games? 
are you guaranteed to do that? Because if you're not, and then those games that he plays before that, you don't have them. Is it worth it? One of the thoughts on Jaron Jackson, it's almost impossible to hold him. I don't think he's going to have... I, I don't... Maybe this is bold. I don't think Jaron Jackson will be a top 100 player this year. And therefore, he's going to be a massive steal in fantasy drafts next year. But I don't think he's going to be top 100 this year. Darren Wilson. Hey, Joshy. D'Anthony Melton. When does the overwhelming evidence see our boy enter the starting lineup? I, I, I don't know. It's been two years um, and it hasn't happened yet. I... I am not convinced. I think if it doesn't happen in the next three weeks, it'll never happen this season. But I don't actually care if he starts or not. He just needs 25 minutes consistently. Not 18, not 20, not 17. He just needs 25 minutes. And it doesn't matter if he starts or not. But the the, the evidence is already overwhelming. Um, so I'm not sure that we're going to get much change. But I, 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 I don't think it happens. I'd love to be wrong. Rami Alzine, Josh, standard ESPN 10-team points league. Who should I target for Middleton? That's, a, that's just a very, very broad question, Rami. Again, trades are not a one-way street, right? It's not like I've got Middleton. Who should I target? And that guy will just definitely give it up. It's just not how this works. So if we're looking at you know, Chris Middleton in a standard Yahoo yeah, standard ESPN points league, we're talking about a guy who's averaging, what, 38 fantasy points per game this year. So you're looking at, yeah, I'd say a Rashawn Holmes. I'd say a Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brown. But then what's the point of trading Chris Middleton? Like find someone who's maybe underperforming a little bit at the moment. Maybe trade for a CJ McCollum. But even then, I'm not sure that's a win. Maybe trade for, see if you can get Fred Van Vliet coming back from COVID if someone is panicking there. In general, points leagues trades are pretty weird because we know what their points are. Abe Chetrit, ideal return for Gallo at the moment. 16-team, 9-cat league. Well, look, the way that he's playing, the Italian cock, um, you're right. Hands off my You're right, it could be a sell high. But there is also the possibility that Capella stays injured, John Collins gets traded, and Gallinari's recent form sort of sticks. So I think there's a risk associated with that, for sure. I think he can be around a top 100 player this year, but that's not even incorporating a Collins trade. So yeah, at the very least, you want a top 100 guy back. He's 78th over the last month, um, in large part because he's hitting a ton of threes and he's not missing free throws. There is two categories, 96 from the line and three threes per game. Now, they're the two categories that are really making the difference. But over the last week... He's the 18th ranked player. Again, a lot of threes. He's shooting 57 from the field as well, which is helping, and not not much else there. Um, I, I look. I think if you get a top 70 guy back, I'd probably do it. But that's that's likely about it. It is hard though to deal with him at this point, or to to work out what to do. All right, we're gonna wrap this up soon. We could give it 10 more minutes. Would I consider Jordan Poole a must roster in 12 team leagues? Must roster. No. Um, a good short-term ad with Steph Curry dealing with a bruised cockshix. Yes. Do I think Jordan Poole will start? Probably not. I don't think you want him as your starting point guard. I think they'll probably put Nico Mannion or Brad Wanamaker in there. But the last two weeks, in 22 minutes a night, Jordan Poole's uh, the 92nd ranked player. He's shooting 
out of his absolute mind, 54%, and that's not going to continue. Remember, this bloke shot 33% from the field last year, so there's going to be a significant decline in his shooting numbers, a significant decline coming. Like I think we can feel pretty confident in saying that. But is he worth a short-term ad? Absolutely. Absolutely, but not must-roster. Must-roster means you've got to have him under every circumstance. If he's there, you've got to look to add him. That's what When I say must-roster, that's what that means. And I don't think Poole is that guy. I think... Because yeah, when Curry comes back, I don't expect him to be a 55% shooter and maintain 12-team value on in 20 minutes. And I don't expect him to do that. But in that short term, with Steph out, sure. Okay, absolutely. Look, there is some really, really um, interesting value appearing here for Geordie Poole, who, uh, look in, was literally, him and Cam Reddish were battling it out for worst player in the NBA last season. And... um. Maybe he's pull even better than Cam Reddish at this point. Maybe uh, he has taken some big steps forward, and it, you know, great, it's super huge credit to him for sure. Robbie D, ESPN, twelve team, seven cat, seven cat, no free throws and turnovers. That's a weird league, but anyway. Um, trade Nikola Vucevic for Carl Anthony Towns, or should I trade for another sell high? Now that's massive. Look, if Cat is better than Vuce, Vuce has been great this season for sure. Is Vucevic, is big But I'd want Cat, so yeah. Momoyama, highest rest of season ranked. Kevin Porter Jr. or DeAndre Hunter? <sighs> that is... I don't know where I have them ranked. And ranking again is a weird thing. Uh, I have Porter higher, which is a surprise to be sure. A surprise, to be sure, but a welcome one. But that's, you know, we're talking maybe 15 spots. Not not that big a difference. Charles S., Charlie, 10-team, 9-cat. Who do you prefer rest of the season? Kenyon Martin or Wendell Carter Jr.? Neither of those are 10-team guys. Who do I prefer out of them? At the moment, Martin has a way bigger path to minutes. Somehow, amazingly. I like Carter better as a player, very, very comfortably but the role is not working out. But neither of those are must-roster 12-team league guys. Josh Muhammad is Todd Sadaransky a must-roster player. I know that I put out a lot of content. I know that I do a lot of videos. I write stuff on um, Basketball Monster. I write stuff on Yahoo. I do you know, lots of different stuff. And I that, so I understand that I need to say things four, five, six times. So let's go for time five on Thomas Sadaransky here, not blaming you at all, because you, you can't, you can't listen to anything that I... You can't listen to everything that I say. Shit, don't even listen to anything that I say. But you can't listen to everything that I say. That's understandable. But let's do it again. Yes. Yes, Thomas Sadoransky is a guy to pick up. Derek White or Kobe White? It's Derek White very easily. Chet Manley. I've got DeMarcus Cousins. I drink coffee out of medium-sized cups and I can't eat cheese. Is my rest of season shit house? Sounds like a Chet. Sounds very shit house. The depressed penis, Sadiq Bay or Seth Curry rest of the season? Give me Curry. A Gallinari, Barton or Richardson and add in 10 team points leagues. Oh, yeah. Gallinari's value is all coming from free throw percentage and threes, which isn't great for points leagues. I look at them all and go, yeah, they're very, very fringy. Very fringe 12 to or 10, or very fringe 10 team league guys. So I think out of any of them, um, if I had to pick one, it's probably, I'll probably just roll with Gallinari at this point, but in the end, they're probably going to be better off being streamed through. Not many people commenting on my coffee cup, just you, Chet. So shout out to you. 
Aiden Vahidi, Middleton, Jared Allen, Pirtle for my KD, PJ Washington. I'm pretty worried. Stop trading so many players, guys. It's it's going to screw you. I'm pretty worried about KD being injured into the playoffs. Do I take it? Middleton, Jarrett Allen, and Pirtle for KD and PJ Washington. Look, it's a risk giving up a guy like KD. I don't know when your playoffs are. KD is going to be a couple of weeks away. I would be inclined to do that, I think. Um, I saw a question about a dynasty league, which is good. Kale, please. I've been tanking my dynasty league. Cool. I'm looking to move Boyan, Bogdan, and Portis to start new with youth. Do you have any tips for selling these guys? Well, I don't think you can pick a worse time to sell Portis or a worse time to sell Bogdanovich or a worse time to sell Bogdanovich. So it's going to be tough to get any value from those guys. So I'd probably just wait. Let's see if Bogdan can improve. Bobby Porters, maybe you never get anything more from him. Maybe it is actually the right time to sell Porters because he might just continue to get worse. And Boyan, I, I think you got to wait. I don't know when your trade deadline is, but give it a week or two at least to see if we can get any positive movement from the Bogdanoviches because they're, they're at really low points in their value. Is Dondre Hunter must, uh, must roster? Yes. Um, Asial. 12-team points like ESPN. Vooch, Herder, Gallo for Kemba, Lamello, Collins. Who wins? Nobody because it's a six-player trade and they are terrible. What is the point? SCL, I appreciate the super chat. It's it's great. Appreciate your support. But again, um, Chris, I missed your super chat. Did I? I'll get, did I? I thought I said it. Let me go. I'm just going back through all the super chats. No, I, I definitely talked about your super chat about the trading Trey Young for Giannis. I definitely talked about that. But anyway, we'll get back to that in a second. Um, SCL, like, why are you doing it? Why are we trading these three guys for those three guys? It's 82 points those guys are averaging, and the guys you're getting back are averaging 83. So what's what, what's the point? I guess the point we could look at there is there is upside in Danilo Gallinari, so that can go a little bit higher. There's some upside there in John Collins. Uh, Kemba's missing games, so that, that would give me some pause. I probably wouldn't do it because you're banking on upside of Collins and then the missed games not being a much of a factor for Kemba. But why? Every time you go to do trade, ask yourself the question, why? Is it because somebody, um, is it because somebody offered it to you? Chris, did I, I didn't see this super chat, but I'll answer your question anyway. Which two do I drop for Hunter and Nurkic from IR? Well, you're not doing it yet. And I cannot stress this enough, Chris. I'm not directed at you. You have no idea. Nurkic is back in two weeks. Hunter, we're not sure. Maybe he's back in two days, in three days. But, okay, so for a start, you know, who do I drop in you know, Ingles, Barton, Melton, Rose, Horton Tucker? Well, the obvious one there is Horton Tucker. And the second obvious one is, is probably going to be Ingles. Or it could be Rose, who's still out with whatever he's out with. But by the time Nurkic comes back, in two weeks' time, you could have four other injuries and four other guys to take that spot. So I can give you an answer now. But in that time, Mike Conley might get injured for the rest of the season and Joe Ingles is a starter. Taylor Horton Tucker, they just might say, all right, you're better than Contavious Co-op. Hope they won't, but maybe they do. And he's playing 30 minutes tonight. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks' time. It's very hard for me to project that. So don't make early decisions that, that, that quickly. There's no need to do it. Do I think Ja Morant's numbers will go up when J- Triple J returns? Oh, I'm not really sure that it has that much of an impact. Jackson doesn't impact Morant hitting threes. He doesn't impact Morant getting steals. And they're two of the things that really worry him. Maybe it does improve his overall efficiency, but 
I, I'm not convinced that it's going to be a huge difference. Is Cody Zeller a 12-team drop? Yes. Cameron Huss, second in my league, nine catch. Should I trade KP and CJ for Joel? Can we just put names? Porzingis and McCullum, I'm assuming, for Joel Embiid. Now you're second in the league. You're going to make playoffs. Um, uh, you look, I would, I'm really, really cautious about trading for an injured player like Joel Embiid. Really cautious about that. But in that sort of deal, if you feel really confident about being in the playoffs, then it's okay. Nick says, it is lost on Josh how stupid people are in fantasy. A three-player trade can dr- drastically improve your team when dealing with a smooth brain. Yeah, Nick, that's that's true. But what if you're the smooth brain? Just the amount of variables variables that you throw into a trade for as stupid as you think the other person is, it's just way more ways that they can go wrong for you. And again, people throw in, I'm trading these four guys for these four guys. It's a third of your frigging team. Like, why are you making such large wholesale changes to the makeup of your squad? It is not lost on me how stupid people are. I am well aware how stupid people are. Just in life in general. When will AD be back? Mate, Nick, if I knew, everyone would know. Uh, Will he be on restriction for fantasy playoffs? Well, that depends on when your fantasy playoffs are. But when he returns, he will definitely have restrictions. There is absolutely no way around that. He will definitely have restrictions when he returns. Is Brunson a hold in 12 to 14 team, 9 cat? In 14, yes. 12, I'm a bit on the fence for. All right, we are getting ready to wrap this up because we've been going for 30 plus minutes here. What does stream option mean? Tugan Erdogan. Uh, or is it Erd- Erdogan? I think it is. Um, what does stream option mean? It means he's a guy that you add, you use them short term, and then you discard them. That's what it means. It's not someone you want to just, you know, you're holding on to long term. It's just you're using them short term. How do I feel about people keeping my content a secret from their league opponents? Would I prefer that I prefer us to share it? Look, this is my job. This is my livelihood. This is how I pay my bills. So I want as many people to see it as possible. I understand the need or the desire to keep things secretive and not tell people about what you think is a special special you know, trick up your sleeve. I try to make this show you know, informative, but also entertaining. So it does appeal to a whole bunch of people. I will. I want. I want everybody to see my show. Everybody who plays fantasy basketball, anybody, everybody who watches the NBA. I want to be able to watch and listen to my show. Um, so if you did want to share it, that's absolutely perfect. That's why I. I, I always want people to uh, to share the show. Cameron, appreciate that super chat as well. Just saying thanks. Oh, I just saw a question that I wanted to answer, and then I scrolled up and missed it. No, can't find it. Oh well. Alfred Zach, Shea and Turner for Simmons and McCall. Yahoo Points League, double-double. Alfred, look at the pin tweet, mate. If you're, You've got a random scoring league with bonuses for double-doubles and triple-doubles. I don't know what those players average. You know what those players average, so you can take a look. But what I will say is that Shea, there is some, there is some risk for Shea in terms of him you know, sitting some games down the stretch. I think that's going to happen. Simmons and McCall and Turner, I think they're sort of just doing what they do. How likely is it that Gallinari's numbers come back down to earth? I think there is a chance he's obviously shooting at a ridiculous rate from the free throw line, which is going to drop off at some point. Um, there, it is going to it is going to drop off at some point. And um, what else have we got going on here? 
Do I use up all of your ads most weeks? It depends on the week. It also depends on how busy I am in terms of doing shows and projections because sometimes my teams will always take a back seat to what I'm doing in terms of all my work with videos, podcasts, articles, basketball monster projections. And sometimes after getting up at 7 a.m. and finishing work at 5.30 p.m., the last thing I want to do is then go in and spend an hour on my teams making moves. So sometimes on days like that, I just won't make the move. So often my teams will suffer because of that. So sometimes I'll use up all my moves, but yeah, um, yeah often I don't have that, uh, that, that, that going on. I know you don't like three-player trades. My thought process is swinging an injured KD for another top 10 player. Look, that Tim Sexton, that is good. Like, if you can do that, absolutely. And and as I've said a lot of times, like throwing two-for-ones or two-for-twos out can sometimes try and um, it, it can bamboozle others. I understand that. But you've got to make sure that you're not bamboozling yourself is is the main thing that I'm, that I'm trying to say here. Who would I drop in a points league? Hero is from Sean Smith, Smitty. Dropping a points league hero, Jared Allen, Kevin Porter, and Lonzo. Well, I don't know what those guys are averaging. I don't know what your scoring system is, but from looking at it, it's probably going to be Tyler Hero, but I don't know that. Porter and Lonzo seem a a level ahead there to me. Yeah. Is Evan Fournier an ad or is he too injury prone? He's very injury injury prone. Yes. Um, I I think he is worth an ad because when he's played, every, every time coming back from injury, he's been awesome. Are you in many leagues? I cut down nearly every league this year. I'm in four. Um, I'm second in the Locked On Podcast Host League. I'm I'm going shithouse in the Roto World one. Um, I am in one of them. I don't even know because I honestly just, I, I haven't even checked on it in a while, so I'm not sure. And in 30 deep, the 30 team league I'm in, I started off horribly. I'm steaming home. I think I'm like 10th out of 30 at the moment. And hopefully we can make the playoffs. Uh, or maybe I'm like 14th, but I'm steaming home because again, as everyone knows, I had Kyrie and Jimmy Butler as my first two picks and they missed like the first four weeks of the season. So that did not work out well for me at that point. Uh, uh, I'm going a little bit long here, but hey, let's just keep going. Hey Josh, please help. 12 team nine cat. I have Purdley's hurting my free throws. What forward can I get for him if I package him with Anthony Edwards or Covington? I'm punting field goals and rebounds. Well, if you're punting field goals and rebounds and he's hurting your free throws, he has no value to you. So really, you want to get really anything back. You want any sort of top 100 guy that you can look at there. So um, yeah, there's 100 different blokes who are top 100 players, hence the definition of top 100. Um, who who do you get for Purdle? The problem is that do other people in your league value him as a top 100 guy? They probably don't. They should, but they probably don't. So it is going to make it hard for you to trade him considering he's offering nothing to you. So find the team that wants that field goals and rebounds boost. Find that team, trade him there. Um, you could package him with Edwards and Covington if you want, but you know, I'm not. you might need to do it. But look, if you can package him with one of those guys, especially Edwards, who's on a real hot streak at the moment, maybe you get a top 70 sort of player back. Kill Kev 236, Pyra or Mithra? I have not played with either of those new Super Smash characters. I'll have to uh, pass that question on to my son and see what he says. General t- tips on two-for-one trades in category leagues. They're hard. Trades are hard to uh, hard to pull off. There's no doubt about that. Trades are not easy to pull off, especially if you're in a competitive league. And generally, the more competitive league, it either goes two ways. More competitive league, you have the people who are actually insane, who will do 20 trades a day and you'll have 100 trades go down or you'll have leagues where three trades happen for an entire season. 
Right? That's where competitive leagues sit. Two-for-one trades are really tough. Um, they're good, and you generally want to be on the one side of them, but everyone sort of knows that idea now that you want to be on the one side. So that makes them extra hard to, to pull off. It is very, very difficult to to do. What are, what are general tips? You, you don't want to be making it a complete embarrassment for the other person. You want to be giving up some pretty decent value um, to get that high value player back. So don't, yeah, don't cheap out on doing it. it. It is hard though. Eli Rosen, Headmaster Ingram for Harden. Honestly, that's as easy a trade except now. Someone, this goes back to Anthony DiCocco's question about two for one trades. If someone offered you that, that person offering Harden for Ingram and Murray, that's not how you pull off a two for one trade. That is a horrendous trade, and that Harden side wins that very easily. And before everyone gets their dicks in in a knot, it's not a veto, it's just a bad trade. Anushan Varateran, Varathevan, sorry. Head to he, head to head nine cat. Who should I drop with OG and Anobi back tomorrow? Quickly, Moses Brown or Melton. It's going to be quickly, but also wait, wait. Who knows? You might have an injured player that can slot straight in there, but it's it's going to be quickly. All right, we have been going uh, far too long now. Let's um, wrap this one up. <clears throat> yeah, let's wrap this one up, guys. Thank you for joining me today in this live mailbag show. I'll be back with a pregame show in, holy shit, in like an hour's time. So I'll be back then as well. Um, Don't forget, on your way out, drop a comment on this video. Hit the thumbs up. Subscribe. Ring my ding-a-ling. Notification bell. And just in general, share the content. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for watching, everyone. See ya.